Hey, strangers. I don't know what to do. I got. Why? I don't remember why don't this. you know what to do? I got a, a Facebook message from um, Andrew in London saying, "What the f?" I mean, people are. Yeah. People are. I feel like I'm looking at a vagina. It's been so, so long. long I literally don't even know what to do first. Um, what have people? And there's come... a funny smell. That, there's that for sure. <laughs> I'm about to pop open a wee juice. I've been doing like these juices, you know, to sort of detox a little. And but how do you detox while you're still eating but, bad foods? I'm not eating that bad of foods. I'm sort of cleaning up my fooding, and it's just like a, it's instead of having a, a third meal or something, it's having a juice. So I'm, I'm doing that for a couple of weeks. All right. And this one's called Unbeatable with two E's, and it's very yeah. purple. And I'm about to open it. And so, so and how are the are the do the do you feel differently um i don't know no not really but are they expensive uh, they are like seven each. yeah they're not cheap but right. they're as cheap as eating out or eating a meal you know yeah so i'm, I'm not gonna do it forever i'm gonna do it a couple of weeks they're right. good though so um, we have to start off with an apology it's yes. been i literally think it's been like six weeks at least uh and and it's That's some bull to the shit yeah and the bottom line is i have been traveling almost every weekend and during the week the times that i've been able then you've had you've got your hip-hop classes i do and I'm, my crew yeah things <laughs> so we just haven't been able to line up our very busy schedules yeah. and yet we still probably have nothing to talk about mm. but you know we probably don't right. but we miss you terribly and and here we know. are we're gonna we're gonna bang this out so let's talk about the supreme court i know it's a big week. It's a big week. Like we Doma, just got our Time magazine covers, and I got the one with the gay guys, and Tony got the one with the lesbians. Yeah, and they're hot pictures. Like yeah. they're not. Um, they're not like oh, it's not Cam and Mitch. No, I can't wait to hear about <laughs> the story. The stores in Mississippi that have to put the piece of plastic over the Time magazine this week because they don't want children to see it. Yeah, you know. But I think those days are kind of coming to an end. I really feel like this. The snowball is. So uh, Doma is probably dead. Like that that seems to be everyone's based thinking on seems the to be questions yeah. that looks like that might happen. But prop eight, it seems like the general consensus, and of course it's all speculative, is just that they might just decide not to rule. Right. But the the marriage will become legal in California again. What they what they're not sure that is gonna happen is like a sweeping nationwide right quality that they might just say it's a state's thing yeah and one state can have it legal and recognized and the neighboring state can't which is so bizarre to me but you know i all right i mean i guess that's just what it is well it's interesting to me to me all the reading i've been doing about it and stuff that the, the supreme court is very much like Aware of where they're at in history and trying to do, you know Sotomayor what I mean? Sotomayor fucking laid some shit down yeah, this but week too. I kind of love it, but they're not just like really wise people that look at things. They they're not in a bubble. They're not in a vacuum. Like they. Oh no! Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. like, how brave do we want to be? How is this going to be remembered? Yes. Will it be all of that yeah. stuff? And they, they talk about it openly. So I feel like a lot of them. I've like, always a lot thought... of them think that it's right to do that, but a few are wary about going there. And they seem sprightly and youthful in a way that I didn't expect. I've always imagined the Supreme Court to just be thousand-year-old grumpy people that live in a whole planet that is nothing similar to where right. I live. And in listening to these, there are these moments where you're like, oh, 
I love the skim milk moment. That was good. Yeah, like and the younger ones, like Kagan and Sotomayor, are kind of like feisty. Really fight like it. So that's been kind of a. What did Sotomayor say that you liked? I don't remember reading. Just it. just a couple of things where she where she really kind of called bullshit on the argument. Oh, it's because you don't like them. Something right. like you don't don't like them. Yeah. That, what can you give me one other example? You know, she was like really kind of calling them on sort of like lawyer maneuvers. Yeah. And you know her, her. The sense was like this is bigger than who can outlawyer the other. Yeah, this is an actual issue that is going to need to be decided. And it can't just be yeah. on some lawyerly technicality. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. this isn't an episode of Law and Order. This has right. real, real ramifications for people. Right. I, I I thought it was interesting that Justice Roberts talked about the political, the gay political lobby, and is that why we're here? And I just thought, no, it, it's because people are coming out to their families all over the world. It's it's not just the HRC. It's cultural. It's But it's people coming out. That's what it is, more than everything. And it all think... works together. But that his idea was like, oh, it was just a few big donors at the HRC, and that's why we're here. What do you think made gay people want to get married all of a sudden when, for so long, the, the majority of gay people were like, no, I'm not even interested in that. Do you know what I mean? And now – so many really want it because they were talking about it on Bill Maher last night yeah. and uh, Jim McGreevy. Yeah. You know, he's a gay American. Right. Um, he said that he think it's AIDS and I don't think it has anything to do with AIDS. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know that there's just, been that big of a shift. I think it's, I think it's part of human nature to want to settle have down for a lot else. of people. Well, and I think that it's wanting to have what everyone else has. I think it's like, you know, we've stopped having to sort of hide our gayness right. like people really did, you know, 30 years ago. And so now that we're not hiding and we're on TV and everyone knows that there are gay people in the world, right. it's not confirmed bachelors. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, then now it's time for us to be treated and to have everything that everyone else has. Like, it feels like a very natural progression to me that doesn't have anything to do with the AIDS crisis. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't weird... know about the connection with the AIDS crisis. Maybe the idea of that makes people want to like, you know, circle the wagons and just like. But I don't. I don't know if that's it. I, but I think for a long time they they didn't even think it was a possibility. Exactly. So that you didn't even think of that as part of your because thing. you couldn't even tell your employer. Yeah, you were gay, and then it became you a... started seeing more and more people doing it and right. the laws, and you're like, well, maybe I, this is something that I do want. But I think. I think sometimes some people, gay or straight, long for that, and, and others less so. Right. But but I think for a long time we didn't even think it was on the menu. Of course not. But I'm still not that. I don't long for it that much. I'm not, it's not out of the question, but I don't. Yeah, I a, really do. It's not a big dream. I for sure do, although I don't care about the wedding. I don't want to have a wedding. Yeah. No, but but you I wanna... just I definitely want to say husband. I want to have yeah. a husband and, yeah. you know. Um, but you know, but you've always wanted that jokes on me. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, not yet. How's that working out? Um, but it's, it, it's exciting. Yeah. Those, uh, all those people there. I feel like, I feel like a tipping point has been crossed and, and I love how now Did it's a wedge issue for the Republicans. Yeah. There, because everything the is, it feels like everything. Well, for a long time, it was the thing they used to divide us. And now right. there's the, the Republicans that are kind of contemporary and get it and aren't homophobic and aren't religious and don't see why it's right. a big deal. And then there's the Mike Huckabees and the evangelicals who will go down with that ship till the day they die. But what about Bill O'Reilly? I would, that's even he said, yeah, you didn't make the argument, right? Like that 
blows my mind because I just think he's the most horrible, despicable. But you he's, know, but he probably knows gay people. Shyster, yeah, and even he's like, hey, if you're gonna go into the Supreme Court. You got to really fucking make the argument, yeah. and you're not. You're not. They had nothing. It. All the you're saying is that you think it's icky. That's they don't, really. That's it. They don't have anything. And the and, and, and even you know intelligent conservatives are get that. Yeah. Um. It's it's. Exciting. I also think opposite marriage is such a disgusting phrase. I've never heard anyone say opposite marriage. They were Meaning, saying it all week long. Really? Uh, it's, it's, there's there's same sex marriage, and then you know like. You know, opposite marriage yeah. and and you know, there's traditional marriage and op I think they were using it as traditional marriage yeah. versus opposite marriage. Like, it's we're not redefining. No, and I don't think this is redefining the word marriage. Yeah, it doesn't affect you at all, people. And so. but do you think that it's the same as uh, interracial couples not being able to be married, and then at a certain point, the Supreme Court went, "Well, that's bananas." Yeah, two humans can marry one another, so. I think it's more similar to that than not. Like I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how to articulate what would be different about that, but, um, but yeah, it's the same thing of like, you know, culturally coming around to something that at first people were freaked out about, and then they thought it through and saw examples, and they were like, no, this is wrong. Mm. They should be allowed to get married. I don't know. Well, all right. Well, it's happening. So I'm excited. So we'll see. Um, so there's that. Mm -hmm. I found the original movies and more note when I was Jesus. going through some stuff, but it doesn't even say movies and more. Isn't that weird? Oh, it's that's like how, heartbreaking. Well, it, you'll see. But what's weird? It's like that line in like play it again, Sam. I don't even think that lines in. Yeah, I think it's play it again. Like it, things become, you know. Yeah. Classics take on their own life. That's my point. So this is the note, and we made us fall down in the kitchen laughing. Dear Dennis, I hope your 2005 is as great as your 2004. New book, feature film, fab parties and match game, etc., etc. It'll be tough to top it, but I know you can. We must see more of you next year. XO Richard and Brian. Etc., etc. <laughs> it's the king and I. What? Etc. Oh, et I don't know that show. That was my biggest musical theater fag moment. But don't worry, because I'm going to tell you how much I hated that fucking Judy Garland show. Oh, a no. A little later in the podcast. I so see it. I'm going to redeem my musical theater fag itself in a minute. Um, yeah, so that's the movies and more. No, but it does capture that thing. I remember reading it being lost and having a bunch of disappointments and yeah. reading that and going, wow, it sure looks different. You can listen to it if you go on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> it sure looks different. But 2005. 2004. This would have been the end of oh, 2004. Okay. So this was pre-podcast even. Yeah. Pre-podcast. Or maybe it was the last time we did a podcast. But the book had been 2002. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there hadn't been match game. I don't know what the fuck. I Fab feel, parties. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. No, but you know what? It's cool. Speaking of getting a line wrong, um, what is the line that Carol Burnett says when she comes down the staircase with the curtain rod in the Gone with the Wind sketch? My memory is that it's something like I saw that in the window and I had to have it. Okay, that's what I thought the line was too. Yeah. Well, I went to Jones Seder Monday night. Right on. Uh, which is, you know, the first night of Passover. It's this big dinner that is interrupted by Hebrew exclamations and complaints. And you say, next year, Jerusalem. And you say, why, how is this day? different than every other day there's all of these like there's literally a template for seder like there's a script yeah and 
And it's everyone's just the same. You have to go around the table and say, how is this day different than every other day? Wow. And, it, and you know, and it's about the Jews going through the desert and that's why there's matzah and blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, I was seated next to Kenny Soames, who was a writer on The Carol Burnett Show and like every variety show back I think in the I, day. I met him once. And he's a character. And yeah, he's a nut. And I've met him before and he's very sweet. And he wrote that line and he is working on his book. And he was like, but who really cares about my book? And I'm like, no, you were like behind the scenes at all of these amazing variety shows, you know, Carol Burnett and Sonny and Cher and Donnie and Marie. Like he worked on all of those. What an amazing, you know, that whole format is gone. So to talk about what that was like in those experiences. And he says that, uh, Bob Mackie is going down so hard in his book because Bob Mackie takes credit for the line. And no, Bob Mackie had the idea of the curtain rod dress. But then Kenny said, I saw it in the window and I just couldn't resist. That Yeah. But I like, I saw it in the window and I just had to have it so much better. So You're I'm literally, punching I'm up. punching up this joke. You're punching up history. Television from 40 history. years ago. Yeah. yeah. That's when you know you're just a dick. <laughs> When you're sitting at, you're not even Jewish, and you're sitting at Seder dinner, and you're saying to this old queen in your mind, oh, I could make that line funnier. Like, you know what, Tony? No, you couldn't. It's the funniest line in television history. Yeah. So, yeah. So is he's is he got a publisher and he's it's coming out soon? I don't know. Something he's working Um, on. But it was just I just like it was so weird to like. Like it's kind of neat to like I know the guy that wrote that line. Yeah. Like that's kind of like a historic for sure we all everyone remember that, that. yeah everyone. You know. so whatever so this morning i finished watching house of cards on netflix and i'm obsessed how many episodes is it 13 it's so great so it's 13 one hour episodes yes there might they might not be a full hour but i mean okay they kind of i think they can be kind of they don't they don't have sponsors so they're flexible sure but i think they're like 40 50 minutes for, mm-hmm. you know something like that but they're it's so good it's so uh, compelling in terms of the storytelling and the plot and all that, but it has soul. Like, there's character moments and stuff, and they all do bad things. And he's back, right? Who? Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey's back. Like, he was kind of like an idiot for a while. Yeah, no. But he's, now he's back to he's full. Great. But it's boogie. I love Robin Wright Penton. She's kind of his wife, and she's a little bit icy, but mm-hmm. she cares about the world, but she does a lot of really fucked up things. And they have this very... Their marriage is like kind of the way they talk about the Clintons, which is like, you know, Bill does his thing and but they they're a team and, you know, but there's real love there. But it's very much like what, a, you know, it's about power and right. they're together. The they're stronger together. Yeah. And it's not lovey dovey, but it's not also icy Laura Bush, you know, sure. Stepford wife. It's interesting. It's fascinating. I recommend it to anyone. I, I just ordered the entire upstairs downstairs. Wow. Because, you know, after Downton. You need a hit of something. And Joan was like, it's apparently it's 91 hours. It, it was on forever. Yeah. Um, and, but 91 hours. I wonder yeah. how many seasons that is. Like, five I don't even at know. Least. But, um, but yeah, but I bought like a used DVD on Amazon. So right. It was on. like 40 bucks. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, so I'm kind of I'm excited to yeah like, dive into that. Thing. Yeah, when was it on? I just remember I think it, it was in the 70s, 70s into the yeah. 80s probably. Yeah, but like there's five episodes that are in black and white. Wow, like I don't know if that's to be old timey or I, I don't know, but like the DVDs, the first five episodes are black and white, and then it becomes color or something. That's I, wild. That's, so yeah, that'll, that'll all right be a trip. I wonder how long it'll take you to watch it. Um. Well, given that we have the worst June in the world coming at us with the yes. Nation Police, we have Joan's going to turn 80 on June 8th. Yeah. And the week after her birthday, we're going to do an episode of Fashion Police every night yes. for five nights. And we, so that, that could possibly kill us. Yes. And then after we survive that, we have to do two weeks of specials to put in 4th of July week and the week after 4th of July. Right. While we're doing regular episodes. Right. So we've How many got specials are there? Two? Two. One is about the guests. I'm not even sure. What they are. But like. All right. I'm literally already terrified of June and it's two months away. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it's going to be what it's going to be. I know, right? But the, at least the the nightly episodes are half hour and except for the, the Friday episodes. Yes. So. And this sports fash fabness was like a huge hit. It, tremendous Knocked numbers. me over with a feather. I, you know, I always thought it was a weird fit. We did this whole sporting themed March stuff with yeah. all these athletes and this countdown and stuff. But people are into it. That's yeah. cool. I met Johnny Weir. You met him. Yeah. I thought he was really nice. I didn't talk he to him at lunch, great. but he was so sweet. He was really sweet. Very tall in his platform yeah. boots or whatever. I went in and talked to him because I don't know if you remember this, but when I was on the dish, uh, you had an interaction with I him. I had, yeah. I wrote these really mean jokes about him on some clip that he was on. I don't know what show it was that he was a guest on. But anyway, and, you know, it was really funny or whatever. And then, so I, like, emailed him, I think, like, on Facebook and was like, hey, just so you know, like, I hope, I don't know if you saw this and you thought it was somehow offensive, but... For what it's worth, I'm a gay guy, and I'm a huge skating fan, and I think you're amazing, and I didn't mean anything ugly. I'm just being, you know, silly or whatever. And he wrote back. I was like, no, it was hilarious. They're great. Like, you know, I have such a sense of don't worry about it, but that's nice of you, you know, to reach out. And then we kind of, like, went back and forth for a while. Right, and he was a little flirty. Right. Then it was like, well, next time I'm in town, we should hook up and, and whatever. Now he's married. He's a married lady. He so is. that you know, that's not going to happen, and I don't know that – you know, we would be a great match. Whatever. The point, the point is, I, no, I really tried to get that in there diplomatically and I fucking failed, didn't I? Um, but so I went in and told him like the first part of the story about how he was so nice. And he was like, oh my God, yeah, I totally remember. And he was like, right. I tried to have you fuck me, right? Like in front of his hair and makeup and like there are four people in the room. He goes, right. I remember. I like, <laughs> like this is not a secretive man and I'm trying to like he doesn't tap give dance. a no. he doesn't give a shit and I love that he? about him right I think it's great and then um and then he was like texting with me after the taping later that night your texties now yeah it's happening um, and he wanted so, it in him but he was I want to just say he's a married man and there was nothing right. inappropriate about his texts um so you know whatever in his defense but um I want to talk about Alyssa Milano um, sure. Because she, you know, sat in his guest house. Yes. And were you like super into Who's the Boss? No. 
I, I, I appeared on it once as a dancer. Wow. And I remember I it was that. a uh, it was a like oh, a forty scene, and we were like doing this the jitterbug or the swing or whatever, and and I a, a couple of my friends came to the taping, Judy and Alan, mm-hmm. and I, I think Alyssa Milano sang in it like some it had right. to be you or something like that, and <laughs> I remember Judy pointing to this railing that was by the audience that had some paint peeling off and she said that Alyssa's singing peeled the paint off the that's railing. That's amazing. I, that's my memory. I don't know if I remember that even And correctly. didn't Tony Danza get rid of some dancer I don't remember for that. being attractive? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I, I remember Judith Light being there. Well, it it might have gone into black AIDS. and white. It yeah. might have gone into black and white. I feel like you. Yeah, I feel like at that time there was some dancer that was really attractive, and Tony Dancer was like, "He's out of here." Oh, I don't remember. Like Tony that. needed to be. I don't know the hot guy. I don't remember that. Um, but what about Alyssa Milano? Well, I, I mean, whatever. I was so into Who's the Boss, and right. I just loved, you know, Samantha and whatever. And but are you watching the season of Drag? RuPaul's Drag Race. I've hit. I've seen like once or once, one or two. Well, um, you know, I love the show, and there's this drag queen this season named Alyssa Edwards. Okay, who has some kind of physical. I don't want to say handicap, in, right? Like, but I don't like. There's something happening with the structure of his lower. Like, there's. I don't know if he had like a very minor cleft palate or a. But there's like, there's for sure. I like. Whatever. Okay, he's an odd-looking. Okay. Not the most beautiful drag queen you ever saw. Sure. Um, and there was no episode this week, and I fucking can't stand Alyssa Edwards. Okay, I just think he's annoying, okay. and I don't like him. Um, there there was no episode this week. Right. So I they I watched. They have these things online that Pandora Box does every week. That's right like on. a little sort of recap. And they're. I hope they pay her good. For I them. know they're horrible, and I just you know I want. I might have to good. send her a movies and more card. Oh boy, um, but in one the first one, it's like meet the queens, right? And they're all talking one on one, and one of the questions that they're answering is how they got their name. And Alyssa Edwards got chose his name because he loves Alyssa Milano so much. That's amazing. And to this day, through Who's the Boss and Charmed and everything, and so I was like talking to her before the show. I was like, do you? happen to know about RuPaul's Drag Race about this drag queen and she didn't know any of it she was over the moon she was going to explode she was so excited that a drag queen chose his drag name because of her and I thought that's the best that's the right answer yes to be super excited about right and then I was like well don't get too excited because he's kind of not the most attractive and she was like that makes it better like she had just had the best possible attitude about it Oh, good I'm glad and yeah, it was. And you um, liked her? She thought. I she just was... thought she was great. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, I'm it's glad. so nice when you meet. I noticed that she was really nice. thoughtful about what she said on the show. Like she put thought into it and yeah. had interesting things to say. So good. I'm glad she was nice. Um, I'm sorry about the paint peeling off the thing. That's a great joke, though. Whatever. <laughs> um, I learned the if choreography in my hip hop class of from the dance did. break, and I think it fucked up my shoulder. I've kind of ever since then I've been a little. Fu- I may have right. taken. I may have thought I was twenty-two again. I don't yeah. know what happened, but uh, it was a dream come true. I'm, I don't admit. I don't ad- regret throwing it down like I did, 
but I might be. Was there Christ. a particular move that you think? <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. Through like you know you know the moment. Yeah. Like all of that. Yeah. When the arms are swinging over, you have to go really fast, but you have to do the full range of motion. Sure. That's what it was. I I posted it on my Facebook the my if breakdown. Really? I did. I was proud. I thought you know what I had that little moment of like this is a little bit like. You Look know what, at, at me least or whatever, a, and I thought, you know what, folks need to know. At this least is, it's not a picture of your lunch, <laughs> or you know what I mean. I am so annoyed with people posting right. another healthy chicken salad for lunch. Yeah, summer's coming. Fuck you. That's not what. Fuck you. <laughs> I fucking hate those people. Yeah. Or like a picture of their dog like making a face. Yeah. Look who wants a snack. I. You know what? You're missing the point of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird about pictures with animals because when I look on profiles like on OK Cupid or whatever, and somebody's with their pet, I'm like, Ugh. I because I, I don't have pets. Like I, I should love be, animals, I should love but, it, but I don't. But I I'm I'm a little bit like, uh, what does that mean? Like it's I don't know. It's like it's one of those things where I'm not No one is ever gonna love your picture of your cat as much as you love it, and so d that's not like what fi like don't. Ugh, I just fucking hate I whatever I just hate Facebook. I'm just you know you it's it. a necessary evil, right? But you know it's just blah. Yeah, I fucking I literally hate ever ever looking at the news feed. I really try just not. To. I very rarely do. Yeah. yeah, because it always is just like annoying, whiny, bitchy, asshole people or fucking pictures of you know a tuna fish salad. Yeah. <laughs> what I find interesting is who are those people in your life who get really into it? Who are the Facebooky? Yeah, like there are certain people that I'm like, oh, they're super into it, and why? And what people does that getting say about in fights them? And how about are they? things with people they don't even know. Like, yeah, I don't know you, so I don't care enough to argue yeah. with you. No, yeah, I get you. It's yeah, that's just whatever. But what about Twitter? Where are you on Twitter? Um, again, I'm not going to. Some Justin Bieber fan tweeted, um, Joan is making fun of Justin Bieber. I hope she drowns in a river. And I tweeted back, really? You didn't think those pants were at all worthy of being made fun of? Yeah. And she wrote back something like, something with, with misspelled, like she misspelled your or yeah. something. And it was like, you threw it around with a Bieber. You're you're an asshole for joking about the Biebs. You're going to get what's coming to you or something. Oh boy. And I was like, um, how about you try spell check and then get back to me with that? And then that was the end of our yeah. conversation. But um that's I, I very rarely I'm not gonna engage with, you know. Now, do you feel the need to tweet a lot to build your brand as a comic? Is that and part I of should it? be, and I just yeah, no. I yeah. kind of can't. Yeah. What I think would be amazing is if someone did a search of people posting things that are like hilarious. Yeah. If you search the keywords to see how often someone else that's in their newsfeed had posted it and they kind of cut and pasted it or kind of taking credit for it instead of retweeting. Interesting. And how they've stolen joke right. stealing. Right. Tweet, tweetstealers.com. Tweet like Twitter is the Robin Williams of joke stealing right of the 2010s he's sort of notorious for joke stealing yeah and is that true? oh yeah a think? lot of um i've had a couple of different comics 
famous comics that yeah. have come like on Joan, you know, in bed with Joan and stuff, yeah. say that a lot of clubs have a special light that comes on when like Carlos Mencia or Robin Williams or other notorious joke stealers come on. Wow. And they literally just turn this little special light on in the back so you know, don't do anything new. Cause, wow. You know what I mean? Or, um, or and just know. someone told a story of a, a comic that was on stage once and Robin Williams walks in and they said, oh, Robin Williams is here and he's a joke stealer. So I'm going to get off stage now. Good night. Thank you. And literally did like 20 minutes less than they were supposed to do. Wow. Because they just weren't. They didn't want to risk it. And, you know, I've never met him. I don't know. Yeah. But I do. Um, also know a story from someone who was doing stand-up and got a check in the mail once right um from robin williams for whatever i don't know 100 bucks or whatever it was for and in the memo it was for like your fishing story they had never just a random but he literally was like i've stolen that so here i'm paying you for it but not hey can i buy that yeah from you? like <laughs> i've already taken it yeah it's like shoplifting and then sending a check right Again, wow. these are all stories I was not there firsthand for. But yes, they're no he's notorious. He's got that rep. All right. I love that I'm trying to be suddenly all diplomatic on the podcast. I know. What happened? Well, you went to Mexico twice. This is what happens Tell when we have four that. years off. Tell us about Mexico. No, I was doing stand-up there, and it, and it was my first time doing stand-up there. I did two weekends. Um, and you Are know, the audiences American? Oh, yeah. Okay. And, you know, Canadian and, you know, some of the local English speaking. Yeah, definitely English speaking. Um, and, but great, like really great. The audiences weren't as big as I wanted, but in that sense, it's like Provincetown where you have to like go for a summer and like sort of pay your dues. Right. And then when people hear that it was a good show, then the next year you get more people in the next year. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it's building. But um, so for a first time doing it, it was great. And, you know, I'll be there a lot next season. The season is November to March. Okay. So I'll do a lot. Good. You plan to go back. Season. Yeah. yeah What's the venue like? It's great. It seats like 110 people and it's this great little club and, you know, drinks and the waiters are all nice and it's I just a it. great little stage and they're super nice. And did you, do you have any romance there? Do you have any fellas? No, I mean, no. I mean, I call it Grinder Vallarta. <laughs> because it's like insane yeah. like the the grind the grinding is the like grinding is off the chart insane. so you've never gone to any of the other apps like scruff or no i've Mr. never ever done i any think of the they're better apps. in terms of just their layout and stuff like how they work yeah but the truth is that this last trip because of the way the weekends fell with the fashion police schedule yeah I really like had to be like writing fashion police yeah. you didn't have time all for day grinding. and then doing the show so it wasn't like and I just needed to catch up on some sleep because I'm still oh, not yeah. sleeping and wah, wah. So What's the latest with that? We've done like 14 versions of this mouth guard and it still isn't really Fuck. doing what it's supposed to do. But, you know, it's trial and error and mostly Ugh. error in this case. But, yeah. But the, so they keep sending it back or reshaping they, yeah, it? Yeah, they or? just keep – there's all these different adjustments, adjustments that can be made. And so, oh, you know, shit. we're trying it. But he said from the start, some people it takes a year – of trying to find the exact combination of things that it can be doing in your mouth to, to you wake you up all the time. Yeah. I, you know, Dennis, I just am too good at relaxing the muscles in the back of my throat. I guess so. And, uh, most of my life, it's been a great thing. I know. And, but apparently now it's, are you still doing the thing on your phone where you see how much yeah. and you're not getting, no, it's bad. Like I, I hadn't gone below a 20 on a 100 point scale. And, and last night, like on a score of one to a hundred, 
you know, and, a 20... and the higher is better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they want you to be like in the 80s and 90s. Wow. Anything below 50s is like a real medical issue. Holy shit. And last night I got a 16. Holy shit. Which was the lowest I'd ever had. So yeah, I just it just means that I'm literally laying in bed in that place where you're like your eyes are closed and you're kind right. of asleep but you're not really asleep yet. So, but whatever. It's not ugh, it's awful. Yeah. Um, let me look at my post-it. You've been seeing uh, shows? I saw a few. I saw Jekyll and Hyde and uh, Constantine yes, well. Constantined all over the place. And that's sure all did. I needed to, to do. Um, I, I love Deborah I Cox. like Constantine. I'm such a fan of hers. She sings great, too. I, I like think her. He's, he's just too young for the role. Yeah. But it's such a not very good musical that at least he was like a thousand percent into it. Yeah, they were so into it. Yeah, so, and there's a couple of good songs that you know. and But they don't know. sound like they're from the same show as the rest of the musical. Like, this is the moment. Yeah. Everything else is not in the... Like, this is the moment of such a standard Broadway, old school type of a... Donny Osmond named his Broadway album, This Is The Moment. Okay. That's that, I think it... There you go. Of, that yeah. puts, Yes. But then the rest of it is like trying to be kind of pop, rock and roll, like... It's whatever. It's a weird show. Yeah. But I enjoyed it very much as well. Um, Did you see Catch Me If You Can? No. You had seen it in New York. I'd seen it in New York. Yeah. I liked it uh, very much. The lead guy was really terrific and, like, literally had graduated college last summer. That's right. So, like, you know, this kid was literally, like, 23 years old. Um, And he's on stage, like, almost the entire show. Like, he was really terrific. But, again, they do this weird thing where then suddenly there's, like, country songs. Like, it's kind of been doing this sort of like 60s, 70s vibe right. of funny. And then randomly in the second half, it, it, there's this country song and this other country song and this weird. But I enjoyed it. Good. Then I remember what, liking the style. I saw it with Shane Jacobson when I was in uh, in New York one time. Who's coming out here, actually, Shane. Excellent. An old friend of ours. He, had an, yeah. he was on an episode of Dallas. He threw down with Bobby Ewing. Oh, boy. Yeah. You mean Patrick Duffy? Patrick Bobby? Duffy. Wow. After post JR's death. That's amazing. Yeah. So he's an old friend of ours, and uh, he's he's an actor in New York, and um, he works out in New Orleans a lot. And he's going to be out here to do some acting, T-riff. some show, re, re, reshoot on something he worked on. So um, I saw that Judy Garland show last night. Yes. And I want to see it. Here's the thing. I don't. I, I don't like Judy Garland. All right. I've always thought she was overly affected and weird and. And, you know, I never thought her voice, there's nothing pretty about her voice. Right. And whatever, you know, she's super connected to her sadness, you know? Like, I kind of get the Torch song, Suffering Diva thing a little, but whatever. Um, This girl is a phenomenon. Like, this Tracy Bennett lady, first of all, she's such a better singer than Judy Garland ever was. Right. So it really, and but yet she's doing a full-on impression. She's just a better singer. So you really kind of go, fuck. Right. I love this Judy Garland style of singing of these Judy Garland songs now when you do it. But the, the, the script is really super obvious and ham-fisted, and you kind of don't believe anyone and... I don't know. It's it's, but her performance is riveting and right. spectacular, and she's like so like tense and tidy knots for the entire two hours. Right. You just go. I don't know how physically. I don't know how she does it eight times a week. Yeah. And she's like talking and screaming, "Give me the pills!" And then she just starts singing. 
Yeah. And it's like, and it's, so it's really and kind of like a she's the one who did it on New York, I think. Yeah. New York. And she's either British or Australian. Hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to go see it. So, yeah. I want to see that. I'm seeing Tribes next Sunday, which is supposed to be great at the taper. Yeah. Have you heard I, anything about it? No, I want to see it. Yeah. I, but yeah, that, I hear it's terrific. I saw the admission movie with Tina Fey and Paul Rudd. And I you liked, liked it. it, right? I really want it to be good. I liked it. I saw a Q&A with the writer afterwards. I thought it was pretty smart. I liked it. I want her to make good movies. Yeah. I thought it was um, – I didn't know everything that was going to happen. And the world of admissions, it's in a world – you know, a lot of times in romantic comedies, they have jobs, but they don't really mean anything. Like, oh, right. I work in advertising, or right. J-Lo's a powerful – But they have time to do yeah. everything and this never go to the part, office. The job and, and the world of who gets into big colleges and who doesn't and what that's all about was was – you know, a big part of the story, and it was interesting. Um, so there's that. Do they seem romantically compatible, like they're the same age? Yeah, they don't seem. Yeah, are they? Is I he way know. younger than her? I feel like, I feel like he's like forty one, forty three. And how old is she? Is she five years older than that? Or I don't is think. She I think she's probably around there. Yeah, early 40s. I truly don't know her age. Yeah. She's not very. She's not a very romantic, sexual person in and of herself. Like right. even on Thirty Rock, you could tell that she, the way oh, they yeah. wrote her. It, the, you know what I mean? So, but I thought they were pretty good together. Lily Tomlin's great in it. She plays Tina Fey's mother. And oh, wonderful! I and didn't she's, know that. Yeah, and she's um, kind of really chews into it, and is it's good. Is that Reba know. show still on? I think so. Yeah, it's going to come back. I think it's it's done well. Brett's really? done her makeup on it all. Excellent. All year. Yeah. The Reebs. The Reebs. So do you remember my comedy group, Off Off Fairfax, from I do. Uh, the early 90s? I was in this comedy group called Off Off Fairfax, and we used to do these shows at like Largo and other places, and there were like seven or eight of us. And I, it, it was weird because I was in this group, but I didn't even really know what the Groundlings was then. Sure. It was all part of that world, but we were just our own startup thing. And one of the girls from it moved to New York, and came back last Sunday night, Deborah Castellano, to do a one-woman show as part of the Women's Theater Festival at the Renberg Theater where we do the mismatch oh, wow. game. So I didn't even know. When we were in, in Off Off Fairfax, she wasn't really a performer. She was um writer and offstage. And, okay. You know what I mean? So so this idea that she's this one-woman performance yeah, yeah. artist now is totally foreign. Although I, I kept up with her a little and kind of heard she'd been doing it. And so... Me and Jennifer Morrison. Do you remember Jennifer? Oh, yeah. Bean Soup. Who played Paula Abdul. We talked about Bean Soup. And I told her that Bean Soup has become part of the lexicon now. And she was so And was delighted. it a line or was it et cetera, no. et cetera, et cetera? It was really that. It yeah. wasn't. We didn't get it wrong. And Sal came. Sal, yeah. Remember Sal? I had such a big crush on him. Straight guy. So it was me, Jennifer, Sal, and then we saw Deborah's show. Uh, ben would have come, but he's the executive producer of Community. So... He's kind of busy. Ben Wexler? Yeah. He's one I of didn't the, know that. Yeah. He's like one of the he, – he didn't start it, but yeah. he's on it now. We just had Jim Rash, <clears throat> the guy yeah. who won, you know, won the Oscar yes. for Angelina Jolie. Did his guy. leg. He just did In Bed with Joan this week. Oh, and cool. Was super, super nice. I didn't realize. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so wow. So, so we went and saw Deborah's like show. Like a reunion. We did, but she was dynamite. Great. Her show was smart, and it was like 40 minutes, and it had to do with uh, – a dating story in New York, and she'd also talked about having breast cancer and, you know, and showing, you know, the first time she had sex without the pasty with him. And you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. And, but it was clever and 
I don't know. It's so weird when somebody that you knew from before reinvents themselves and then presents themselves to you in this way. It's kind of mind blowing. I was so proud of her. And that's it was great. Like, I can't believe that's the same Deb. Like, right. You know, out there, and she put, at one point she pulled out a guitar and sang a little song. Oh yeah, I sing sometimes now. Oh how rude. Yeah, it was yeah, really no, that's great. Really cool. I was trying to think of other people who have totally gone away and just like change. You know, became this other thing, reinvented themselves, and anyway, yeah. it was fun. And then so we a few of us we went out afterwards and reminisced about the old off off Fairfax days and the sketches we used to do and. They still remember bean soup, which was. Fuck. Did we talk about that on the podcast? Well, you, you should explain it again, <clears throat> just in case. Jennifer Morrison is this girl in the comedy group, and we did this sketch about uh, this woman who was an expert on El Pollo Loco <laughs> franchises, and she wrote a book about it. And in the book, it says like, "Don't go to the one on Sunset; they water down the orange bang." You know, whatever. Like it's yeah. dumb tips, and then we burst into song, and um, she was saying in one of her lines, it was like, "Oh my God, the." They don't. They the don't get. Brea, yeah, don't, don't get, get the, the beans. It's don't like get the three beans. beans and all juice. Yeah, it's like it's like bean soup. And we, yeah, don't get the go to don't go to the one on La Brea <laughs> yeah. and get the beans because it's like three beans and a lot of juice. It's like bean soup. And we're just like, no, Jennifer, you have to say bean soup. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got and it. She physically couldn't. She goes, it's like bean soup. No. <laughs> And she couldn't get it. And she never, ever, ever got it. Right. So whenever the, that, that point came up in the show, we would all just sit there and just die. And But the funny thing was everyone remembered bean soup the other night. That's Sal great. and Deb, and we all talked about bean soup. That's, or bean soup. Bean soup. That's so great. <laughs> it's like bean soup. No, I got it. I got it. Fuck. It's like bean soup. No. no not even close. But anyways, yeah. But it was so wild to see them and to think how long ago that was. Um. Yeah. That reminded me of something from Joan this week. Which is? One of the jokes in the show was this. We were playing Starlet of Streetwalker, and one of the girls' skirts was really, really short. Yeah. And the joke was, I think Tweety Bird said it best. Yeah. I taught I taught her putty. Right. She doesn't know who Tweety Bird is. Right. She's never heard the expression, I taught I taught putty tat. Right. And Boy, so. Boy, you really got a lot of work to, the, to get her up to speed on that one. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, it's this little yellow bird, and it kind of has a lisp. And the but the point is, and she's like, well, are they? Gonna, I'm like, for sure, it will get a laugh when you say this. It's just an absurd, right? You're you, a cartoon character talking about a woman's vagina. Like, yeah. yes, this is, and it wasn't even my joke. It was yeah. one of the other writers' jokes, right? But I just really thought it was funny, and I love when we do a dirty joke that isn't actually. Like doesn't have a curse word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just that's like a cute dirty joke. Yeah. And um it was a real and so we're in like the teleprompter rehearsal and I in the prompter I had put I taught T A W T. Yeah. I taught T A W A putty P U D D Y. Yeah. Tat T A T T. And I don't see you say tad. No, I thought I taught I taught putty. Right. And I taught I taught her putty. And she it was like Japanese like she couldn't and yeah. so finally we got to I taught T-A-U-G-H-T yeah I taught T-A-U-G-H like T-O-U-G like it had become the most complicated right. jumble jamble of words right and um I'm, I don't think the joke probably aired don't, don't you I think don't, it lived I'm not sh I don't recall how it went yeah. ultimately but, but um it was a fun. It was a fun. But it's it's amazing. I just think it's fascinating. Some of the super cultural stuff 
that she does knows that, or doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not an age thing. It's a yeah, when was Joan Rivers gonna watch fucking Warner Brothers Tweety Bird cartoons? I don't know. Like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe with Melissa yeah. thirty five years ago, but right. yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's amazing. There's cultural things. Yeah. Uh let me see what else I have on here. I don't i I'm having a bit of an oil cans renaissance. Going back I'm going I'm rediscovering the oil can Harry's. How uh, many times have you been? Uh twice. Okay. But um it's fun. It's happening. It's this what old night country do you go? western. Is I've it gone Saturday disco still. I've gone disco and I've gone country. And um I met a fellow there and I've had two dates with him and I like What? Him. I know, right? This is amazing. <clears throat> well, it's good. Yeah. But um and I might see him there tonight. So So you're going to oil cans tonight? Yes. I wasn't. We were going to do something at his place, and now he he, he forgot that he um, promised his girlfriend that he'd go to church with her for Easter sure. tonight. And so, but he said he'd Ugh. end up there, and then I could yeah. end up there. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, we'll see. I it's love new. going from church to a gay bar. For of course, That's... yes, you should. Yeah, no, but I think you should. I think that should be okay. Of course, it's okay. Damn right. The dumb part is going to church. <laughs> That's the part that makes I me know, like people. Less. I know. But here, here's how I met him. Um, Rebecca and Glenn and I had a, a called our No Hose Bard Night, which means no oh, hose stuff. I don't know. I figured out what it meant. <laughs> it's not like your codes are so no, clever. No, but wouldn't you like to have some No Hose Nights? Because every time anyone wants to do anything, yeah, but I would just say, hey, to... let's do something in No Ho. Right. Well, I wouldn't need to have a, a title. Theme. Okay. Yeah. So we went to see this movie at the Lemley Seven, some dumb documentary that I wasn't that into about oh, greedy lying bastards or whatever. It's not that good. Then we went to uh, the, the Pitfire Grill. Love it. Which is so good. Okay, so here's the Pitfire story. There's a dude that works there that is so fucking hot yeah. that it literally drives you to distraction. I yeah. don't know if you've been there or seen him. Probably not. Muscle-bound guy, dark, swarthy, probably 40-ish. He's like bursting out of his shirt, but just cute and walks mm. around with stuff. And I've always seen him there, and I'm like, oh, it's a lot to deal with that. And then, um, so after we finished our meals, I walked up to the menu and I was, I wanted maybe something sweet. Mm-hmm. And I said, what is this um, smothered cookie on the menu? Is it as good as it sounds? And he goes, well, it's not as good as the pizuki at BJ's. And I'm like, oh, I know that pizuki. Oh, it's so, they heat it up. It's so good. And he's like, yeah, that's really good. But it's pretty good. And I said, you know what? I don't need it. I'm fine. I just ate. It's good. Right. But thank you. I'm doing a juice cleanse. Whatever. So I go sit down. We're talking. Friends. Five minutes later, he comes around the corner with a smothered cookie. God damn it. Can you imagine God how exciting that is? It. Oh, my that's, God. That was the best thing that had happened. That's literally better than if he had his dick on a plate. I know. And I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, well, I felt like I talked you out of it. So what did you do? I goes, I, he goes, I went back in the kitchen oh, and made it for God. you. Well, what? you know what else Stop. I'm on the fence about? Anal. <laughs> so let's start tap let's dancing, see. faggot. Let's see what's going on. And I don't even think he's gay, but we got to talking to him, and he's from Iran, <sighs> which is so great because I've always wanted, like, I, I'm always attracted to, like, you know, and he would say, someone that might actually care. He would start his sentences with, In my country, Yeah, we... which is your ultimate turn on. Oh, my God. In my country, Yeah. We... Um... That's so great. Yeah, whatever. We always we kill the gay people. They, we um, text the boy back when he texts us. <laughs> it's normal in my country. Um, oh. And then, yeah, because I love the idea of like, you know, when we're together, we both have our own hobbies. I like to go to hip hop class. He dabbles in some light terrorism. Why not? 
little thing, you know, just Look, some little. If he wants to make maybe bombs a in his little anthrax. You yeah. know, we have our own lives. Is my point, that's fine. and it works. Yes. It works for us. I I support yeah. that. So, um, and then I. <laughs> You, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but like I Probably. wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to, you know, have a moment with him, thank him or whatever. And I gave him my card and I said, it was, thank you so much. It was, you know, we had, that was really nice. And I said, I work on fashion police. If you ever have any friends in town that want something to do, like, you know, I use yeah. that old, that old saw. Why not? I know to get that card in his pocket, but, uh, I haven't heard anything. Don't, I don't think I will. I think he's straight, but, uh, it was a nice moment that dude coming around the corner with a fucking smothered cookie wow yeah i got another email this week asking if i could get kathy griffin to come and do somebody's benefit <laughs> those are fun i don't They're even hilarious. i don't even respond yeah. anymore because the only response would be fuck you yeah. like i that's just astonishing that's that's cray cray um it's, that's been so you know my sister's eight years pregnant. yeah my sister's gonna have a baby <sighs> I, I love it and my little brother his wife is also going to have a baby and they're due three weeks apart. So Matea and the little girl that, you know, is my, my brother's stepdaughter now. Right. They're five days apart. They're both eight years old. Their birthdays are only five days apart. That's cool. And now they're each getting what will be their only sibling. And they're going to be like three weeks apart. So it's kind of amazing. When are, um, when when is this? Natalie's due the first week of October, and uh, my little brothers do the last week of October. That's exciting. So, yeah, and so this Thursday, have I told you all about this? Uh uh-uh. Um, I for their Christmas present, I got them plane tickets. They all fly in. Natalie, her husband Josh, and Matea are flying in Thursday, and I got them a room at that hotel at Hollywood and Highland, that nice hotel. Right. Rose. And then Matea and I are going to see Beauty and the Beast at the Pentages. Love it. With my tickets in the front row, which is going to blow her mind. Love it. Or maybe she'll be unimpressed. She's very. She, she's a, she's tough, a customer. tough customer. I don't know where she got that. Um, I wouldn't dare take her to that Julie Gar- Judy Garland shit. Yeah. She'd be like, we're living in intermission. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go to Beauty and the Beast, and then they can just, I don't know, sleep and fuck or whatever they want to do. Then um, the next day we're going to Disneyland. Amazing. On Friday. This coming week. Yep. And then Saturday Great. they're going to fly back Saturday morning. I love that. So, um, yeah, that's going to be an exciting, this is kind of like the last like really fun thing we could do before Natalie gets too big and it's yeah. hot and it's summer and she's, God, you know. summer and Phoenix pregnant. Ugh. So, um, but yes, it's exciting. So next Christmas is going to be so different. Yeah. With all be, these new be people. A little baby. Well, Nathan, my little brother and his wife, you know, they're in South Carolina, so it's very they don't always hard make it back. to get across country to see. Yeah. And they have yeah. family there, so they don't probably come yeah. across for christmas but yeah but i mean i need to get out there and uh, they bought a house i want to see the house you know so yeah it's that's a lot it's of so changes exciting. it's it is yeah exciting. it's amazing that my little siblings are both within the last six months married and pregnant yeah boom boom like boom like hey you're a failure like it's it's really does it but does it make well, it does it underscore no, something for you thrilled for them of right course. but does it bring up stuff but it does kind of it's like you know it's like as all your friends are like yeah you just kind of go wow but whatever you know we have a certain kind of career that is sort of all-consuming in a way like like i totally get why television shows do 26 episodes a year and then have time off like it's really hard to do this week in and week out 
Right, and there's no break. There's no without, let up. Yeah, you know, we haven't had a hiatus yet this year. Yeah. You know, and they've wanted like an ep- extra episode yeah. here and there. They can't get enough of the. But I mean, FP. you know, it's great that it's a hit. That's yeah. thrilling. Um, but yeah, so there you go. But so I'm very excited about the Disneyland. That'll be so great. Uh, what What's weekend. the new thing at Disneyland? Well, Cars Land opened yeah, last Cars summer, Land, yeah. so I think that's probably. <clears throat> Have you seen thing. it? I've Have not. You done it? No, I've not been. Yeah. That's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, I'm continuing my work with Princess Cruises on their. That's little great. shows. We're in a this good is place. the interactive, the interactive murder mystery, thing. and yeah. the um, the ones a radio, like an old fashioned radio show. That's so great. yeah, they're coming along. They, and they're going to do mismatch game on the ship. So I'm putting oh, that up. I'm putting that up. Are they going to call it that? <clears throat> I think they're trying to come up with another name. Yeah. Um, they thought about calling it that, but they're they're going to try to come up with a different name that's a little more different. Right. And uh, I'll work with the crew staff on figuring out what their characters are. And then write out answers for them for the questions so that they've got something yeah. that they think is funny. They want to do it. But the weird thing is it wasn't my contact there that had come to the show. It was somebody else in the office. Because I've been trying to get them to of come course. forever. It's like waiting for government. And uh, the the other guy that works in the office came and then went back to them and said, you've got to do this on the ship. And they called and said, how much to do that? Can we add that on to the, to the That's terrific. order? Yeah. So we're doing that. So... It'll be interesting. Fuck hopefully, yeah. I mean, hopefully we can find enough questions that aren't too dirty and, uh, you know, and the, the, the crew staff will find people yeah. that they can play. And, that's exciting. But it'll be good. Yeah. So that's – and then I go right before the Joan craziness, I go – I'm going to uh, – On a ship. Yes. But it times out because it's that week – it's the week we shoot on a Monday, and then it's that the next four That's days, tremendous. and then I'm back on like Saturday. Great. So yeah, it'll be crazy. Where will the ship be? Do you know? It goes from Spain to Southampton. So I join in wow, Spain. Wow, that's gonna be wonderful. And then yeah, but there's no passengers on it yet. They're still days away from having it done. Yeah. You know, it's just everyone's gonna be getting up to speed with the new ship sure. and how to do it all. But it'll be it'll be interesting. Still so exciting. Yeah, it's fun. So. I love There's that. that. Well, I have um, the um, the we had um, Belinda Carlisle, you know, did in bed with Joan. Oh, great! And you know, I was getting a manicure, and she came in and was getting her nails done. And when I was done, I walked over and bothered her and said, "I don't want to bother you, but I work on the show with Joan Rivers, and I'm you know I'm a big fan, and yeah. I, I know we would love to have you if you ever wanted to be a guest on this internet show." Here's my card. And a couple of days later, her manager was like, Belinda had such a nice time meeting you. She really wants to do the thing. Like, they made it happen. That's awesome. And so she did it, and she brought her son, Duke, and her husband over to Joan's house. And so I went and got Duke. He was like, I was like, I'm surprised you came. And he's like, I'm such a huge Joan fan. Like, I can't yeah. believe I'm meeting Joan. And I was like, well, I can't believe I'm, like, meeting your mom. Like, this is yeah. cool. And he was like, I wanted to, like bring something for her to autograph, but I didn't want to be like a nerd, you know? Mm-hmm. So I went and got one of her books and had Joan sign it to him. It's great. Gave it to him. And, and anyway, so whatever, we're all friends. So he, Duke came to the taping this week, this Wednesday night. I heard show, you introduce him, but I didn't see him. With his boyfriend, up. who's super, super nice. And um, so I'm very excited because the Go-Go's come, they're in Orange County in July and, you know, I'm going to go or whatever. Um, but I think they've kicked Kathy Valentine out of the group. Really? Yeah, I think she's like, consi- there. I think what they're saying is she's permanently replaced. Wow. And who knows? I mean, you know, with those groups that what? have been together for they fight and they get back together, but 
What instrument did she play? What was her thing? Uh, she plays bass. Okay. And it, yeah, and you know, Kathy's the one who I used to teach her daughter at my gym. Yeah. And she's moved to Austin, and we still are sort of in touch. We email every so often, and so I don't know what the falling out was or what, but like when they were here in last year, when Tom Ford and I went and saw them at the Hollywood Bowl, uh. Kathy wasn't there because she had been injured. She had just hurt herself. Wait, no. Was it Kathy that wasn't there? I feel like it was Kathy that wasn't there because she was injured. Right. And then, um, so they had someone filling in. And I guess they're just keeping this girl. I don't know. I'm very, I've got to find out what the story is. So Did you feel like there was a story? Or if anyone like... knows, if anyone out there knows the story of the girls yeah. and the drama and the falling out i don't want it to be true i want the, my five girls to yeah always be, be together. together and so you know and go to inbedwithjoan.com and watch belinda's interview because she talks about how like she talks about them fighting and not speaking for a long times and having to go how like, many group are up now i watched sarah silverman <clears throat> um that one goes up a week okay. so i think there's four or five up now but one right. goes up every week right because we've done at this point i think we've done like 19 or 20 and have they been well received? Is it there? Yeah, the numbers I guess are great for however the internet stuff works and it builds, yeah. and they're That's really good. fun. That's cool. Good. Who's so, been your favorite person that she's interviewed? Um, well, Sarah Silverman was. God, she was just so funny and yeah, was just great. Really, that was a really fun one. Um, the guy. Ed Weeks, that's on the Mindy Project. That's the handsome English yeah. doctor. Yeah. Was. So funny and so gorgeous and so charming and so like straight, but like you can't help but fall in love with him and right. like not someone that you know a lot about. So you're really blindsided by his charm, charmingness. Yeah. And like he was just, I just, he was amazing. Um, do you watch that show? I've started I watching do, it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, you know, Nick, I mean, Belinda was. That would just blew my mind yeah. to be sitting at the foot of the bed. Yeah, with her, like you know, she and she was so nice to me. Like that was just like a really fun day. But that's cool. And I love RuPaul, although you know Has when he he's, done it. Yeah, okay. and when he's you know when he's not in drag, he's very spiritual and philosophical, and much less like outrageous. Yeah. Um. But he talked about his boyfriend, who he's I don't think he's ever talked about publicly before. He has this husband that he's been with forever that lives in Wyoming, and I had no idea. They have like a rant. Yeah, like he yeah. was. I, so that was kind of neat. Like, yeah, scoop. I didn't know that. I thought he was single. I didn't. know. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but then he says, you know, they have an arrangement. Like when they're traveling, if they want to have dessert, they're allowed. And yeah, you know, they it's that thing. But like it was, yeah. So they've been really, really interesting. It was Nick Kroll was fucking hilarious. Anthony Jeselnik was really funny, but he's not doing a character or I don't know who that is, but I know I've he seen has a name. show called the Justin look offensive on, on TV right now. Yeah. Like a lot of the, you know, he, he was, he's, um, I don't want to say he was arrogant, but like, he's an incredibly confident, right. Got hilarious, handsome can back it up. But like really, yeah, he, you know, all right, but it's been fun. Good. I think I'd gone all through my post-it. There's one last thing that I want to actually ask you about. Have you been paying attention to this scandal with Red Medicine, the restaurant? No, I have no idea what that is. There's a fancy restaurant here in L.A. called Red Medicine, and they've started tweeting the names of people that don't show up for the reservations. And it's been getting a ton of press, and they were talking about it on 
uh, NPR this week and stuff like, and although no one from that restaurant participated in any of the conversations that I was listening to on the radio, all kinds of other restaurants are calling, and they're like, look, about 10% of the people don't show up. That's why you take walk-ins. It, you know, that's kind of part of the business. It's not like airplanes where you can overbook. Like, you can't expect to run a restaurant at 100% capacity all the time. That's right. just, it doesn't matter how popular and pricey and special your restaurant is. Right. Do you think that's Ethical? a dick move? Or do you think it's like, good for them calling people out on there? It's shitty to make a reservation and then no show. Are they just random people or famous people that don't Random show? people. Um, and so they would tweet, thanks, Dennis Hensley, for not showing up for your 8 o'clock reservation. I think it's sort of juvenile, but I don't I don't think it's horrible form. Maybe they'll yeah. maybe more people will show up. I don't know. I don't I don't think it's I'm not scandalized by it. I I'm you know, it might backfire on them. They might be yeah, seen as somebody I, for me, that it's doesn't fully backfire. Like I would never go yeah. there now. I think it's really assholey. I think to act like you're the only one that can cook food the way you do. And it's so special that like, cause here's the thing. I've never gone to an expensive restaurant yeah. where I didn't show up for my reservation and have them say, great, go wait in the bar and have a drink and we'll come and get you when your table's ready. Yeah. So it's not like, Oh, hello, Mr. Tripoli. It's eight Oh one. Let's take you to your table. Like right. I've never got the sense that they were, you know, really turning a ton of people away so that they could accommodate my reservation. You know what I'm saying? Like, they clearly there are people show up and they take walk-ins and there are people with reservations yeah. and I, you know if you don't show up for fifteen or twenty minutes they give your table away and I think it's a dick move I to make it, a reservation and petty. not show up but I do feel like that's like us complaining about when the show changes during the course of the week well that's the process we yeah, write jokes on things and then that segment gets killed yeah and you don't get to go oh god like it's that's yeah. the process of being a comedy writer. That's the process of working yeah. in television. That's like, you know, whatever job you have, there's this frustrating reality of the thing. And I think if you work in a restaurant, 10% of the people not showing up for the reservation is kind of the cost of doing business. Yes. But what were people saying on the phone? Were they all against it? Were they all like, I, if I didn't show up for a restaurant and somebody tweeted it, like I wasn't, I wasn't, I wouldn't lose sleep over it. Like are right. people supposed to feel punished or embarrassed or. Yeah. Uh, I think that the idea is, is it good for you restaurant for calling people out on their rudeness and that yeah. will make people behave better? Or is it, are they an asshole restaurant? And I say they're assholes, but yeah, I don't know. I just thought, I wonder what your take on that. Would um, be. yeah. Cause I, you're generally I, more generous than yeah, I Yeah, but am. I don't, I'm not sure what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying just to being shame petty, people into, or is it showing such a huge problem? Like, is it really, yeah. does it, you know, because sometimes things get worse and worse, and there's an epidemic of bad. Well, definitely, every every kind of human rudeness has increased, has gotten worse. So in every sometimes area, you feel like, you know, like you want to text, you want to tweet people that text in movies, you know, or or who, yeah. you know. So I, I I was I'm wondering if they're reacting to this epidemic of bad form and flakiness that's making it hard for them to do what they do. Yeah, but it sounds like it's just normal that's normally how it is at a restaurant. Yeah. All right. Well, I just thought that would, was kind of, Oh, we have a letter. Yes. Yeah, we have someone a letter. I so know we, this is our, 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 it's been, we've been away so long and no good stuff's happened. Really. Well, this is from January 16th. Okay. So, you know, we're really on it. Yeah. Um, this is from our friend Scott. 
Um, and I haven't read it before, so let me just read it. It says, fuck you guys. That's that's a good start. I had a hot, hot, hot pizza last night, and I am paying for it today. My arse is clenched so tight you couldn't fit a paperclip up there. I'm trying to stop myself from spraying diarrhea all over this chair, so I think I'll distract myself with the latest comedy couch. And what do I get? A stream of stories about sharding, paintballing, and being told to never trust a fart. Fuck you guys, Scott. P.S. I love you, really. We still got it. Yeah, goddamn right. I don't right. even remember what we talked about. It sounds like something we would talk about, sure. though. I love paintballing as an expression. Yeah, though. paintballing means as like a verb. shitting, projectile shitting. I guess. Maybe yeah. what you would do to a toilet bowl. Bam! You fucking just Bam. paintballed it. Yeah. And sometimes when you do that and then the flush goes, there's still remnants. And you're like, fuck, what do I do about that? Especially if I'm like in a public place or somebody's oh, God. house. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah. You know Anyways. I've never pooped at Jones' house. You never have? No. I, well, first of all, it's usually it's not yeah. my day. <laughs> but I also, one time I did, and so I left, and I went down to the grocery store at the bottom of the hill. Right. And went in their bathroom. Okay. I literally can't make myself make a poo in Jones' house. It's wow. too fancy. And I mean, here in LA, the New York, the Golden House, no way. No way. Like, I could barely do a pee-pee in that house. Yeah. But um, and number two, I don't think I've dropped a deuce. At, maybe I have, but I don't think I have. Anyways, what? But uh, there's that. Well, um, check out Doctor Kiss. It's the world's greatest lip balm. Yes. It's in my pocket right and now. And Brett Friedman has changed the name from VanityMark.com to Brett Friedman Makeup. Oh, all right. Good yeah. for him with the branding. Yeah, it's branding time. He's he's kicking ass. Yeah, with all of it. So there's that. And check out our friends' podcast, The Linoleum Knife. Yes. They're uh, hilarious and wonderful. And uh, they also have some really great movie reviews. That's right. Check out what they have to say about movies and such. That's right. About movies, movies and, and more. more, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, God, that kills me if that's not a real quote. <laughs> but it sort of is. I mean, we had forgotten the card for so long after we were remembering that moment. So we we, we, we paraphrased. All right. It happened. Well, anyhow, we will see you at Christmas. Okay. <laughs> we love you guys for listening, and we'll Thanks talk to you soon. Thanks for staying there. Bye. Bye.